I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with VEASAN's hockey betting analyst, Andy McNeil. Here is Danny Burke. Alrighty, folks, welcome to it. Time to start up another edition of VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. It is finally the start of the NHL postseason, the Stanley Cup playoffs, baby. And we've got you covered Monday through Friday here on VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. Myself, Danny Burke and VEASAN's NHL expert, Andy McNeil, at Digital Gambler on the tweets where you can follow him. Daily write-ups at VEASAN.com. Looking forward to this postseason, not only because we get to record more podcasts, dish out our picks, and see the most exciting time with the puck, but uh, we get to talk to a lot of great people. And uh, one of those betters going to be joining us here on today's episode. So Money is what they call him, at So Money Sports, where you can follow him on Twitter. But Andy, the energy is buzzing, my friend. Uh, how are we feeling heading into the postseason? Excited, a little nervous, you know, the usual. Uh, excited to get so many on here to hear his thoughts uh, about each series and Monday's games. Great sports better, somebody who's been around the game for a long time, Vancouver-based, and uh, he doesn't have his Canucks to cheer for this year. But I think along with with us, he'll be cheering for the Oilers Uh because he does have some some futures, if I recall correctly. Hey, that's what we like to hear, baby. The more the merrier hopping on that Oilers train, that's the squad out of the West we definitely will be rooting for. Uh, and like you said, great sports better, awesome conversation to look forward to. So we've got that coming up momentarily. Uh, I know you said he's a Canucks fan, Andy, and I, of course, am a Blackhawks fan. 
So you're a Bruins fan. Can you tell me the backstory of how you became a Boston Bruins fan being posted up there in Canada? And uh, uh, obviously Boston, the, the cream of the crop here in the NHL, but uh, it's been 10 years since a President's Trophy winner has hoisted the Stanley Cup. Uh, the Blackhawks, you know, who I alluded to, did that when they beat your Bruins back in 2013. So tell me the backstory a little bit of you becoming a Bruins fan and then how you're feeling about them this postseason. Yeah, so first of all, you and so many will have very different, uh, you know, memories when it comes to the the Boston Bruins of the early 2010s. Of course, my my Bruins beat his Canucks in in Game Seven uh, in Vancouver, almost caused the city to burn down, and and your Blackhawks beat my Bruins uh, in Game Game Six in 2013, or was it Game Seven? I can't remember. It was a, a I, I've kind of stricken that from my memory. Um, <laughs> horrible, horrible experience. But my uh, you know me becoming a Boston Bruins fan, everything to do with my dad, who is a lifelong diehard Boston Bruins fan since the, the early Bobby Orr days. Um, and growing up on the East coast of Canada, I know I live in, in Alberta now, uh, out here in Western Canada, but, um, I did grow up on the East coast and mostly everybody there cheers for an original six team. So you've got obviously the Montreal Canadians and the Toronto Maple Leafs. They make up the majority of the hockey fans in Eastern Canada. And after that, it's probably the Boston Bruins. I would say they're the, 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 you know, right up there with the, the Canadians and the Leafs, uh, you know, in terms of popularity, maybe not as much obviously, but um, they're, they're there because the Bruins have obviously been a, a team that's all, you know, really always been in it for, for decades. They had, uh, you know, a consecutive playoff experience, uh, appearance record where they were in it every year even if they weren't the maybe the best team or had a chance to win the Stanley Cup they were in it uh so I think that that comes with the you know that that helps build a fandom um but uh yeah just just following my dad and and you know kind of trying to be like him um and it was tough to to stay a Bruins fan. I will say that because my, you know, start as a fan wasn't as 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 positive as his. Watching Bobby Orr fly through the air and win the Stanley Cup on that goal, I, I had to watch some pretty crappy Boston Bruins teams through the the nineties, and uh, that 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 always sticks with me. So 2011 was a a great time. It was amazing to see my team finally win the Stanley Cup. Uh, my dad, he had to wait for 39 years between, you know, the Stanley Cups. And uh, I'm hoping that I don't have to wait as long as he does. And after, you know, watching what Boston did this season, uh, it'd be it'd be pretty fun to, to get to watch them cap it off with the Stanley Cup with my son, who's who's just seven years old now. Yeah, good deal, man. All right. Well, uh, you know, we're hoping at least uh, our Oilers bet can get there. And then uh, if it's against your Bruins, so be it. We'll be rooting for your fandom at that point, my friend. But yeah, awesome stuff. All right. I, I was curious, but great backstory. That's uh, that's good stuff, my man. And uh, hey, like you said, uh, different perspectives for myself with the Bruins in the postseason being a Blackhawks fan and our guest so money being a Canucks fan. So uh, let's go ahead and he might jump even into say that. it was the worst day of his life. I don't know. You'll have oh, to ask man. him. Oh, man. So he could be coming in a little hot towards you, knowing that your Bruins are at the top of the list. Now, nah, it'll be all good. But uh, yeah, got to love that that passion that you got for uh, your favorite hockey team and even more extreme, obviously, there in Canada. So uh, looking forward to his enthusiasm and his insight. Let's go ahead and get into it here on Beeson's Hockey Betting Podcast with so money again on Twitter at so money sports. Let's see what he's got rocking for the NHL postseason. <laughs> 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All righty, now it's time to welcome in our guest on this edition of Decent's Hockey Betting Podcast. So Money is what they call him, and you can follow him on Twitter at So Money Sports. Fantastic sports better covering the puck, much like our very own Andy McNeil at Decent, the Sports Betting Network. Fellas, we've got plenty to get through, not only with tonight's action, but uh, tomorrow and through really the rest of the Stanley Cup postseason. So, uh, without further ado, I, I, you know, I guess we might as well jump into some of these series bets that we've made. Uh, so money, I'll let you take the stage first, my friend. Are there any series bets you've made before we get these games underway in the first round that you're looking forward to? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, firstly, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I, I, I do appreciate that. Um, in terms of the series bets, um, a couple of bets I've 
already placed. Uh, firstly, I bet the uh, New Jersey Devils for the series. Um, I, I bet that at minus 115. I like um, it. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I also bet, um, I don't know how Andy's going to feel about this one, but I bet uh, Toronto, uh, the Leafs, um, I bet them in, in, in that series. And, I don't um, not like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, finally, I bet um, I I bet the Jets as well. I think that. Um, Woo! Yeah, we're all on. We're all in agreement here. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So I I I like the Jets in this series. I think they're being undervalued. So I did um I did get on them as well. Okay, so money. I got to ask, what do you see in this Winnipeg team that you know makes you think they're undervalued? I imagine that. We're probably on the same page here. Obviously, this series is getting underway on Tuesday. But um, before we jump into Monday's games, what is it about the the Winnipeg Jets that you like? I think that um, a lot of what we see with Winnipeg all throughout the season is that um, they've been very, very inconsistent. And but what I've noticed, especially the last couple of months going down the stretch, is that when they were forced to play tight games against um against either playoff teams or teams around them in the standings they were able to lock it down um obviously we have we have a significant goaltending advantage with uh, Connor Hellebuck against um who I'm assuming it's going to be a Bersois in net for 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 Vegas so a team that has shown me the ability to lock it down a team that is able to play a physical style against a Vegas team that Although Vegas wants to push the pace, um, I do have questions about their long-term health. We're seeing guys um, every few games here going going in and out of the lineup, so so that is a so that is a concern for me. I think that it's going to be a long series, um, but as the series goes on, I think that Winnipeg will eventually be able to wear down this Vegas team. Yeah, for me, looking at the Jets and and the Golden Knights, I, I think you know from a statistical point of view. Um, Vegas appears to be the the superior offensive team, but yeah. when you look at the underlying metrics, I mean, I I think the Jets could easily end up producing as much offense, if not more, uh, than Vegas in this series, especially if that goaltending edge uh, plays out the way you hope it would. And um, Vegas, I mean, they just haven't done a, a good job at suppressing shots uh, this, these last few months and on the season in general. So I think, you know, Winnipeg and you look at their penalty kill, um, say what you want about Rick bonus and his lineup decision, you know, his, his line making and matchmaking or whatnot. Um, definitely head scratching at times. And that could be a problem in the playoffs, but it did seem like he figured it out kind of down the stretch and where some of these guys should be, should be playing at heading into the playoffs. So you hopefully hope, hope that, that that continues uh, into this series I, 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 you know, I, I think the coaching, when I look at it, you think Bruce Cassidy is probably a more tactical coach, but bonuses show that he's a, a, a great motivator, uh, you know, in the playoffs. And I think that um, I think Winnipeg being a team that really just has all the pieces needs to put it together. Uh, could really benefit from that, you know, here in, in this, this type of uh, environment. So I like the jets, you know, all the way down to the, to plus 140 to win the series i'm not sure what the best available price is out there i've seen it kind of move around a bit um danny you you said that it was uh up around plus 168 at bet rivers a, a few days oh, ago wow. 
recording. Yeah, I, I was just gonna interject here because now the price has moved down to plus one forty five. But yeah, it was it was as high as plus one sixty seven when you and I were recording on Friday, and you and I were like, "Man, that's juicy!" But yeah. now it's kind of settled down back to plus one forty five. I'm seeing Andy. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think still some value in the, the Winnipeg Jets. I, I think they win the series forty five percent of the time, roughly. Uh, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully the goaltending edge plays out. All right. Well, yeah, I like that approach for both of you guys there with uh, Winnipeg. I'm probably taking that series more by a uh, a game by game approach. I also don't hate the idea of taking the series spread plus one and a half with the Jets because it was at like minus one twenty two. But uh, again, that uh, that plus price for the outright series winner pretty tempting as well with Winnipeg. Uh, so money, I'm with you, my man, on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I uh, laid minus buck forty five for them to win the series last week when we were talking about this show on Friday. And uh, it's always kind of funny just to discuss this series because of, you know, the black cloud you almost have hanging <laughs> over Toronto in the postseason. But look, Andy and I were getting into this and as lethal as the lightning can be in the postseason with Vasilevsky in the net. It just seems like this team is a little different this season. I mean, maybe they're getting weary toward the back stretch, uh, offensively not as dominant as they once were. But what do you think makes Toronto attractive over Tampa Bay in this first round series? Yeah, I I I love this series, and this is probably the one well, one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most, just because the Leafs are such a polarizing team. You have people that um, absolutely love the Leafs, like I do. Um, in 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 terms of their pricing this year and you also have people that um are are thinking that the it's going to be another choke for for, for the Leafs well i don't think that even last year was a choke i mean it it, it was a seven game series mm-hmm. um they're up 3-2 in games in uh going going into game 6 they get down 2 nothing in that game come all the way back lightning tie it up 3-3 on a on a 5 on 3 and then they win a coin flip in overtime that's not a choking game and then in game seven, it was a it was a two one coin flip, right? So I don't th- um and I think that this 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 iteration of the Leafs is actually better. They're they're uh, bigger. They play a more more defensively responsible game, and hopefully or like from like what I see, I think that they've upgraded in their in in their goaltending as well. Now you're never gonna have a goaltending edge against Andre Vasilevsky right now, but. Um, Kemper wasn't better than Vasilevsky either last year. And I think that as long as you're able to insulate your goalie, you don't need to be an elite goaltender um, in order to win a Stanley Cup. But you need to have structure around you that can that can insulate the goaltender. And I think that um, that's the biggest advantage that the Leafs have right now than um, over over what they had last year. They're, they're, they're a lot better defensively. And also... Tampa Bay um, doesn't have the same depth as they did last year, and they're not as good defensively as they were last year. And they also had trouble when they were forced to try to flip the switch go- going down the stretch, where they just weren't able to. And that and and that shows me a lot as well. So those are the reasons why I do love the Leafs this year. I had some small value, I guess, on the the Maple Leafs when the series price was first posted, and now that's going, you know, way back before Toronto played Tampa Bay on on the 11th yeah. um but I, I I had a fair price at around minus 145 so I didn't you know a borderline unplayable edge and I um I didn't I, I didn't act on that and and I'm, I'm glad not to be on the Maple Leafs as much as I do think it's the year that they <laughs> they will advance to the second round uh 
you know, I, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things, though, where, you know, for the last number of years, uh, this Toronto team has been right on the cusp. And obviously they have choked at times. But, yeah, I mean, anybody who objectively viewed that series can tell you that, you know, Toronto was a mature team last year. The players, any, any, you know, the players that a lot of people have criticized for not being tough enough to play playoff hockey and whatnot, like the Nylanders and the Marners and, and Matthews, um, you know, we're, we're just that they were, they were, they were playing playoff hockey for that entire seven game series. They were gamers. Um, I, I don't think there's anything, you know, inherently wrong with this team. And uh, I think all of this talk about, you know, them being choke artists and whatnot has, has definitely been overblown. Like you said, they lost, a coin flip overtime and a coin flip game seven, really. So um, it's not the case this year. These are not going to be coin flip games. I don't, I don't think uh, the thing that kind of keeps me away from liking Toronto a little more is that I do think, you know, all in all the Maple Leafs top stars are, are pretty much matched by the lightning's top stars. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's who's going to win the series. It's going to be the top guys on either team. Uh, and that's why I've had have Toronto just winning fifty nine percent of the time and not higher. Yeah, makes sense. All right, yeah, well, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, guys, I was going to uh, move on and uh, ask you about this next series because uh, this is the only other series bet that I've got uh, as of this moment. Uh, Dallas in their series against Minnesota. So again, uh, you're seeing it around that minus 140 to minus 150 range. I laid minus buck 40 for Dallas to win the series. I also backed them in game one, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But curious your guys' thoughts in this series matchup between Dallas and Minnesota. And look, for me, it comes down to, obviously, the Stars have a great goaltender in Jake Ottinger. And we saw what he was capable of in the postseason last year, even though they felt sh- uh, fell short he still really made a name for himself, and I feel confident this is a guy you can hit your wagon to in certain series, and especially in a series against a limited offense in the Minnesota Wild, who you know, were 23rd in expected goals forced per 60 minutes this season, and the last month they were 21st. And defensively, you know, Gustafson, if it looks like he's going to be the starter to begin things, obviously a very strong goalie, but overall the defense slid a little bit this past month. Uh, 2.71 expected goals allowed per 60, dropped in the 19th. We still know they have a really good defense, but it's really just the offense and their limitations on that side of the puck that prohibit me from trusting them in a long series against Dallas. And we know the Stars are capable of producing on the offensive side themselves. I think that will come alive here in this postseason series. So I'm on Dallas again, late minus 140 uh, for the series price. Uh, so, money, did you have any thoughts for this series price? Any kind of angle you were maybe looking to pursue, or is this more of a game to game approach for you? So, I feel like uh, this this one is a really tough one for me because um, I think eventually um, Dallas has the top end talent uh, to and the and and a goaltending advantage to eventually win this series. But I don't think it's going to be as straightforward on on Dallas um and especially in game 1 I, ha- I I I do struggle with this a little bit because um I think a lot of the advantages that 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 Dallas has on paper you look at the um Erickson Eck injury for for the Wild mm-hmm. that is a big loss for them but I don't think it's as big in this in 
in, in this series, especially in the first couple of games, just because it's not like Dallas is a powerhouse down the middle as well. So I think that um, that that a lot of that advantage does get that does get mitigated in that sense. Um, you look at the goaltending. Um, I am interested to actually play the Wild in Game One, but um, I need confirmation that it, it is going to be Gustafson in net, mm-hmm. and um, and Everson doesn't uh, doesn't play any games by starting Flurry. So um, and I don't trust him to make the right decision. So I do need confirmation that it is Gustafson before I get involved with 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 Minnesota in game one um the other thing too is that this is not Dallas's fault but you look at their schedule down the stretch a lot of their um a lot of their metrics were um helped along by the fact that down the stretch they played Pittsburgh who we know was not a good team Vancouver Chicago Arizona Nashville Philly Detroit St. Louis twice so you have um those playing those kind of teams are going to boost up your boost up your metrics a bit and going into the playoffs too um um in the last month um Minnesota's numbers weren't looking appealing either but they were dealing with a lot of roster issues as well they had guys coming in in and out of the lineup whether it was suspension or injuries um they were they they weren't playing playing with a with a full deck so I think that um early on in this series I think that Dallas or sorry Minnesota will have some success in kind of muddying this series up and making it ugly and then as this series goes on i think that dallas will eventually prevail but i think it's going to be pretty tough for them yeah i'm 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 with you on that so money and i am interested in backing the wilding game one as well but like you said you need that confirmation um the 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 swing that could be caused by the wild going to mark andre fleury in game one is a pretty big one yeah um and i think that's maybe the reason why the series price the series odds, um, some of the projections that are out there are a bit higher than what I have. I've got Dallas winning roughly 56% of the time. Um, and I and I do get interested in, in betting the wild uh, as the odds get up to the, around plus 135 at some shops, which is, you know, an attractive price if, if Gustafson is in the net. I think, you know, you mentioned the schedule. I think that is a big thing here. Dallas had arguably the easiest schedule the last, you know, two months of the season. And, you know, when you look prior to that and in the first few months of the season, these two two teams were a, a lot closer in terms of their, their, you know, offensive and defensive output. So um, I think that's more what we'll see in this series, assuming Gustafson is the guy for the wild, which he, he absolutely should be. Um, and, you know, I, I will definitely look at, at back in the wild on a game by game basis here. I, I think, like you said, Dallas has that top end talent, but you know Matthew Boldy's emergence down the stretch was a big thing for the wild because it didn't look like they were going to have anybody sniff thirty goals, uh, you know, outside of Kaprizov who had forty, and and then Boldy explodes with fourteen goals in, in eighteen games to finish the season, and uh, I think he could be a you know a big catalyst for the wild here in this series. So. Um, that, that, you know, is promising, but yeah, I think Dallas ultimately will prevail in this one. All right. Well, at least I got your guys conviction for the series. I guess uh, we'll be button heads a little bit for game one here. I'll be riding, uh, the, the Dallas stars minus a buck 40 for the series and for game one in that matchup tonight. So we'll see what ends up happening between those two squads. Uh, I want to ask you guys about these other games tonight now, and we might as well start with the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the New York Islanders tonight. You saw Carolina open around that minus 160 mark kind of in that region. And 
now you look around uh, on our VEASAN odds page and the Hurricanes up to as high as minus 177 I'm seeing at Circa. And total at five and a half with some significant juice to the under. So, Money, is there anything that you would look to play for game one between Carolina and New York? So this is a series that I'm actually starting pretty slowly on because uh, because of the contrasting styles that these teams want to play the series at. So I do want to see how game one goes and um, into game two if there's any um, overreactions in the market based on what happened in game one. Uh, Carolina, um, on their part, they do want to play this play this fast it's no secret that they want to generate speed they want to get in quickly on the aisles defense they want to um, set up their forward check and they want to get production from their back end that's that's the carolina dna um the islanders they want to slow this game down they want to um, um make make it physical with 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 carolina the problem is that in these game ones um there's a lot of variance involved um game ones tend to be um, there's there's a lot of things that can happen in game one. So I think eventually um, in this series, I do like the Islanders. I think that over the course of six, seven games, I think that they will be able to uh, wear Carolina down. Um, but in a game one situation, especially if if this um, game does end up being fast paced, I think that 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 favors Carolina. So I'm hoping for a Carolina win. I'm hoping for a overreaction in game two and then um, eventually I will be uh, starting to bet the Islanders in this series yeah I like your approach so money uh, but I I'm I'm on the Islanders here at plus 155 mm-hmm. I I think um, you know it, it's as you mentioned their 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 chances of of beating Carolina probably get better as this series stretches on if it does um, you know assuming they could wear them down and slow them down but uh, I, I do I do like this number here. I think that you know with the, the the Hurricanes offense basically being in the trash over the last uh, month and a half since that Sveshnikov injury, obviously Pacioretty's not going to come back to to help that this team in the the playoffs. Um, the hype train has has slowed down quite a bit, and and I, I think the the plus one sixty five on the series not not attractive enough, but plus one fifty five game one, uh, I'm in on that. What do you guys think in terms, because uh, I'm kind of with you here in terms of the waiting and seeing approach. I would lean toward the Islanders regardless, but I'm going to wait to see if there is that overreaction. But what do you guys make of the goaltending situation for Carolina uh, between Anderson? It looks like Ranta is going to be getting the nod for the net in game one. Uh, what have you made of their situation all year so money? And then Andy, I'm curious your thoughts after. It just goes to show that, they don't have a lot of confidence in 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 Freddie Anderson, right? And like when you are when you're and 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 of course he's been he's been injured, and I, I don't know if he's carrying an injury right now. So maybe that 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 goes into the calculus as well. But um, I I've always felt that if you're rotating goalies in the playoff, you're you're in a really tough position because you need to make sure that you get that decision right, and it's really hard to do so um, when you have two, three guys that you need to make sure that they're the right guy for you. So um, Islanders are obviously in enormous goaltending advantage. And I think that with the Carolina team that um, has trouble generating offense a lot of times in terms of goal scored, um, and if they're getting worn down and they're starting to get leaky on the back end, I think that it's going to be tough sledding for them. And then Andy, what do you make of it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a big edge for the Islanders and uh, a big a big reason, you know, why why I like New York here. And I think a big reason why anybody would like the Islanders in this series. Roken is arguably the best goaltender in the league, and mm-hmm. um, he's he's struggled a bit at times uh, a little bit, you know, more recently, I guess, than he has. Um, overall, but uh, I know we we talked about that with Arthur Staple on a, a recent podcast episode. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's just a a big, a big edge, and and you never know what Carolina is going to do here. They could flip flop, as you you said, so money, and uh, that that makes it, it does make it tough on teams. We saw Ranta come in last year; he was he was really good. Um, you know, had the best save percentage in the playoffs uh, for a, a number of weeks there. So. Um, you know, I, I don't think Rantha's a bad goalie by any means. And I, I think uh, he's proven in the past that he can get the job done. So I don't think there's a, a huge swing here by any means, given how Anderson has played down the stretch. All right. Well, uh, speaking of goaltending situations, how about with the Panthers? More goalie talk. Oh. Hey, I mean, well, we were a little uh, I'm curious. Just kidding. They're just they're be... just the worst. If there's any if there are any goaltenders listening, you're the worst. <laughs> You got beef from Andy McNeil, folks, so you better watch out here. <laughs> Andy, I was going to say, because when we were talking about this on Friday, we were curious if it was going to be Bobrovsky maybe getting the nod versus uh, Lyon, who had been a stud for the Panthers down the stretch, went 6-1-1 in those final eight games uh, with a 94% save percentage, and the lone loss came against the Hurricanes, and he got the dub against Boston the one time they went up against them, a 4-3 win in overtime, but... It looks like he is confirmed going to be starting against the Bruins. Florida, one of the only or one of only two teams to record multiple wins against Boston this season, which is insane to think about. Uh, Andy, now that we were, you know, discussing that and now we have the confirmation, does that alter anything about your process in this game one matchup? Uh no, not not really. I'd kind of had um handicapped this game with a you know a I guess an equal chance that either goaltender would play. I'd have to um, look at things a, a little bit again here to uh, to get a finalized number, but I, I don't think I'll be playing the Bruins in game one. Uh, as so many said, there's, uh, you know, there's variance here, um, especially in at the start of a series. I think you often see, and we've seen it a lot over the last number of years, where uh, the, a team that eventually will, um, you know, kind of be the maybe not the team that wins the series but be the the more aggressive the team that drives the play throughout the series um you know might not might not get the bounces uh as often in game one as they will in the rest of the series so i i think i think you know looking at boston here i'm just gonna ride this uh series spread wager that i made at, at minus 145 um on the bruins to win this one in in six games or less so uh, yeah, go Bruins. <laughs> I'm nervous though, as a, as a Boston fan too. I mean, I can't I can't separate that. I've got to I've got to you know be upfront about that. I'm a, I'm a big lifelong <laughs> Bruins fan, and uh, and I'm I'm a bit nervous. As excited as I am to see them get this this postseason underway after the amazing regular season that they've had, uh, I'm how how can't you be nervous, right? Well, I hear you, man. Uh, so, money. What are we thinking for this series in Game One between the Panthers and the Bruins? Well, firstly, I still haven't forgiven the Bruins and their fans for what happened in 2011. Um, I still, uh, I still, I still struggle with that sometimes. But um, I think that in this series, um, look, I, I give Alex Lyon 
tons of credit. I mean, he came in in like a tough situation. He he played well. His numbers were good. It's not like he was getting lucky or anything. Um, but at the end of the day, he was still an AHL journeyman who who, who came out to the NHL. Now, um, I want to see it done in the playoffs before I've got any sort of um, accurate reading on 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 where I need to peg Alex Lyon. So if he can show me something in the playoffs, um, maybe I would consider uh, betting the under, which which I did have a view on for 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 game one. Ultimately, I'm not going to bet it um, just because for the reasons I mentioned with Alex Lyon. But um, in this in in this uh, in this series, I think that it's going to come down to if. If Boston loses Game One, or if Boston loses any game in this series, it's because, I, and and I think Andy alluded to this just now, is that weird things happened for Boston to lose Game One or Boston to lose a couple of games in the series, and that's not something that I want to bet on early in the series. Um, I think as the series goes on, if if Boston does start struggling or pucks aren't going in net or any injuries or anything weird happens then i'd be more inclined to look then but um for this for this game i think that there's tons of question marks especially with florida and goal and the pace that both teams would want to play this play this series so i think that um this is another one that i'll be sitting back and watching as well yeah for me i just you know both teams obviously have great attacks um and I think, you know, you could say both teams score by committee, uh, although Florida's uh, uh, got a little bit more scoring punch at the top when, when you look at their, their goal totals uh, from some of their top guys compared to, you know, Boston, who really just had Pasternak, who who went off for 60 goals this season. But um, I, I think, you know, you just look at the lineups and it's it's easy to see that, that Boston just top to bottom is so much – uh, more of a complete team than the Panthers and and Florida's offense might be championship caliber, but everything else is, is really lacking. And um, I, you know, you've seen, I think one of the biggest concerns with this team is that just the way that they, they don't play to the details and you know, specifically in crucial times in crucial games, uh, you've seen it time and time again, that they just have lapses in judgment and um, you know, whether it's positioning or, or little things, the, the things that the, the good teams do, um, I think the Panthers just rely too much on their their raw talent and their 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 attack off the rush, uh, you know, which might play really well into the Bruins' hands, considering they've got a murderer's row on the blue line that can can really just turn the play around, um, you know, stop the Panthers' attack and and turn it around the other the other way with their with their forwards. So um, I think if things go Boston's way, that's that's what you're going to see a lot of in this series. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. I've got, uh, I've got nothing right now in that series again, playing kind of the wait and see approach. If there's any kind of value after game one or two, maybe on the side of the Bruins, but, uh, of course, first and foremost, rooting for your bet, Andy, you know how we roll, baby. We got to try to get your money in there for you and cashing out that series price bet. Uh, what about now with the Kings and Oilers tonight, fellas? So this is going to be an exciting series. Andy and I, uh, we've been invested in some futures with Edmonton for a little bit of time now. Uh, so money, I'm curious your thoughts on this Edmonton team. And if you kind of peg them at the top of this Western conference and how you may or may not have looked to bet them in the futures market for this series. And of course, game one, where we do see Edmonton as high as a minus 190 favorite. Yeah, so uh, I 
I love the Oilers. Um, I think that if you if you go through my Twitter feed, you'll see a bunch of uh, we are all Oilers since um, <laughs> probably December, January. So um, I did um, I, I I did have Oilers uh, to, to to win the division. I had them. I have them to win the conference. I have them to win the cup. Um, I've been betting on them a lot um, down the stretch. Um, I'm very very bullish on this Oilers team in general. Um, I so think you're rich it, then. Uh, well, it's, <laughs> it's been a fun <laughs> ride. I, was, um, I, I've, I've, I rode them last year as well into the in in into the playoffs and through to the Colorado series as well. So this team has been very kind to me. Um, I do like um, everything you look at the Oilers, all the um, all the deficiencies that show up with them. Well, they don't have the goaltending. They don't. They're too top heavy. They don't. Um, um, they don't have a championship caliber defense. I think that. You can probably put all of that to rest um, for a few reasons. When you say that they don't have top-end talent, well, that's not true because they do get secondary scoring now. You have Kane, you have Nugent Hopkins, who very quietly put up a 100-point season. Mm-hmm. You have um, Clean Costin, who's now starting to chip in. So I think that the secondary scoring part of it gets taken care of. Well, they're not defensively sound. Correct, but that was pre Ekholm. I think that once they got Ekholm in, he 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 solidified all the pairings. Um, he opened up um, Evan Bouchard to play a more um, a, a more offensive game that that which which he's more suited to. And he took Darnell Nurse um, Darnell Nurse's minutes down a little bit as well. So um, he came in and he and he solidified that. Then the next concern was that they don't play sound defensively. Well. This team, if you've been watching them closely, they've made a concerted effort um, since probably January and um, all the quotes coming out of the camp and, and everything that Jay Woodcock was saying is that we need to tighten it up going in, going into the playoffs and we need to play more sound defensively. They actually have. Um, and I think that when Jack Campbell is not in net, um, you see the numbers improve on 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 the Oilers as well. And finally, goaltending. Skinner, I had Skinner, uh, Calder, Calder Futures. That's not going to work out, but it just goes to show that how high I am on Skinner in general. I think that um, he. there were times when he struggled this year, which um, which shouldn't be surprising for a young goaltender. But he, since he has taken the reins, he's been completely fine. His, um, his, his metrics, 5-on-5, uh, five five are very strong. And also, he is a sound fundamental goalie, both on the ice and as well. If you've um, if if you've listened to him and like speaking and stuff, he's very he he's and like a, a, everything coming out of the Oilers camp, he's very sound between the ears as well. So um, I'm very high on this Oilers team, and uh, this year uh, we are all Oilers. Yeah, and uh, Stuart Skinner, local local Edmonton boy as okay, well, yeah. so. Uh, you know, big, big, big thing for him to to be leading this uh, Edmonton team in the playoffs. And yeah, I think that's like, uh, you know, a really, a really big thing that you have to point out when you look at the the Oilers stats year to date or or whenever. Um, they're a lot different when when Skinner's been in, in goal and we're not going to have to worry about having, you know, to deal with Jack Campbell and trying to handicap his his goaltending. So well, hopefully not, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm like, like Danny said, uh, we're, we're, we're both rooting for the Oilers to, uh, to win the West here. Um, 
but a lot of a lot of playoff brackets going to be busted if uh, yeah. if it's not Toronto and Edmonton. Man, uh, the number of playoff brackets that I've seen the Leafs and Oilers in the Stanley Cup final uh, is getting out of hand. But I, I think I think this Edmonton team, like you said, it was just a, a full circle move for them to bring Ekholm in. I mean, we've got to re- remember last year in the playoffs, uh, Darnell Nurse is their you know arguably their best defenseman, and and he's nowhere near one hundred percent. Uh, in the playoffs last year. So um, this is a really different look for them. Like you said, it's really balanced all the pairings and given uh, Bouchard, a, you know, a bit of a new lease on, on life here with the way that he can play. Um, yeah. Just, just a big, big plus for the, the, the Oilers. And of course the Kings have been a really strong team down the stretch. They've overhauled their goaltending throughout the season. Um, adding Gavrikov was a great move. Um, and they can win this series, but I, I don't think it happens, you know, more than 35% of the time. I think the Oilers will get away with this one, you know, upwards of 65% of the time. And, and that hasn't resulted in a bet, but I mean, uh, you, you talk about the quotes that are coming out of, of camp, uh, uh, you know, a lot of what I've heard is, oh, we're a more mature team. We've learned a lot, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you look at how things played out in, in each series last season, uh, the Oilers lose game one. They, you know, they battle back in two of those matchups, obviously didn't get the job done versus the avalanche, but um, kind of a narrative based bet for sure. I, I just took the best price in market. It was plus 145 at the time. I think that's still available, but I like the Oilers to to win the, the first period. Um, I, I think, you know, you talk about being a more mature team. Well, you want to st- start strong after not starting strong in, in any series last year. So uh, hopefully that comes to fruition tonight. The Oilers have scored more first period goals than any team in the league. And at uh, minus half a goal, plus 145, I think it's a, a good bet. All right. Good deal, my man. Well, best of luck with all of that. So, Money, appreciate the time today. Uh, before we let you get out of here, is there anything else uh, you want to dish out there that you may be considering from a betting angle, whether it's today or tomorrow, anything else you are considering for the Stanley Cup postseason? Yeah, this uh, Seattle-Colorado series is really intriguing to me as well. I want to um, Colorado by um, by all accounts, and it was confirmed with uh, Bednar and with McKinnon after the Nashville game. They really wanted to win that division. I think that uh, because of everything that they went through this season, all the injuries, um, it was important for them down the stretch to win that win that division. And losing Landeskog. Um, I think was a big blow for them down the middle. I, I think they they expected him to come back. Um, otherwise, they would have tried to address that at the trade deadline. So um, I'm very interested to see how Colorado starts in this series. I think that um, this is a year where um, Colorado could be ripe for the picking, especially if um, especially if they're not getting. Um, healthy as quickly as they like i don't know if seattle can do the job but i think that seattle probably might, not <laughs> uh, might uh they might ding them up enough if they don't pull it off for um um probably the stars to uh to uh finish them off so i'm i'm really looking at this at this uh, at this colorado team right now andy did uh he said probably not you're feeling pretty adamant uh that uh, the kraken well, no, ain't gonna I, I get mean, the job done or... yeah I, I i think i agree with so many that colorado could be ripe for the picking this year um and i'm not saying that seattle is definitely not going to get it done uh it's they're a deep team and i think that's the the, the maybe the scary thing for, for colorado but um yeah i just don't i don't see the the avalanches star power falling to the the kraken but 
yeah, um, an injury, another injury. You know, they've had Makari in and out of the lineup. Maybe he's not as durable uh, as they'd like right now. You know, that could really, really alter things. So uh, I, I think, like so many, I'll be kind of seeing how things play out here. All right. Well, fellas, awesome stuff. So money. Appreciate the time, my man. Folks, be sure to follow him on Twitter at so money sports. Best of luck with all your bets this postseason, my friend. Hopefully we can link up again soon uh, here on VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. Awesome. Thank you for having me on, you guys. All right. So once again, big shout out to So Money at So Money Sports, where you can follow him on Twitter for making some time before we get into the thick of it with the Stanley Cup postseason. Few games, well, more than a few games. We've got four games to look forward to tonight, and then uh, a bunch more tomorrow. We're going to have action all week here on VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. Not only will Andy and I have an episode Monday through Friday, but Andy, you're dishing out content left and right per usual over on our website at VEASAN.com, right? Yeah, I'll have series updates uh, each night, hopefully. Uh, obviously there, there, there might be some cases where some of these games run into the wee hours of the early morning. So that'll alter things a bit, but updating series probabilities, that's exact outcomes, uh, and total games and all that stuff over at vcin.com, giving my thoughts on, uh, the series as we move through them. And, uh, yeah, probably, uh, probably making some on air appearances as well on a numbers game and, um and the greg peterson experience uh, as well that's what they call it still right <laughs> oh yeah you got it baby <laughs> it's well, an experience <laughs> it's an experience that's what they say uh and again uh yeah andy's putting out awesome stuff at vsin.com folks so make sure you check out all of his write-ups gives you a, a really clear picture of how to look to uh handicap some of these series and going by a game-by-game basis and obviously we'll have you here and vocalize it through the podcast but uh the write-up's very very informative as well and uh, really insightful. So uh, at Digital Gambler, where you can follow Andy on the tweets, at Burke 5 for myself, and very much appreciated if you guys like and subscribe to the podcast. Helps us, helps you, so you get notified when the episodes are released as soon as possible, especially now when you're getting awesome games throughout the postseason left and right. So uh, we'll catch up again tomorrow. And until then, folks, as always, best of luck with all your wagers and take care. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.